Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. And this one's a great one. It's with Ford Guerin. He lives in Washington, D.C., as well as West Virginia, and he's one of my favorite artists, and I'm really, really excited to have him on the show. It's about an hour, so I'll try to keep this a short, brief intro. I think you're going to really enjoy this because he's so open about everything. He's open about his process. He's open about his materials. He's open about why he uses those specific materials. We are definitely kindred spirits and this is a fun discussion. So part of this is us chatting and exploring different ideas. So I hope that you like that component of what this is. And also it's interesting because his path is quite unique. And when he moved to Washington DC with his wife, he got a job carpet cleaning, and I'm not going to blow it for you because it's interesting to listen to, but where he did carpet cleaning is quite amazing, and uh, there's a lot of interesting stories that revolve around that. If you're listening to this on the podcast side, I'd recommend going to the YouTube side or going to WV Guerin, it's G-U-E-R-I-N, I'll have a link in the show notes below. Uh, to check out what he does and I'll have a little montage at the beginning of this because he has spectacular work and it's a lot of fun and he puts pieces up for sale a few times a week just go to his Instagram link off of that and in the mornings generally they're on for, on sale and they sell out really quickly so just keep checking back if you are interested in his pieces one great takeaway and it's something that I've heard from other craftsmen and artists is to keep your day job and work on what you're passionate about at night or mornings or whenever you have time. And he gets into why that's important. And also too, how Instagram has given him an opportunity. And so if you're an artist or photographer, it's giving him an opportunity to sell his pieces and get his pieces in front of people that wouldn't have existed without social media. So for all the negatives about social media, this is a huge positive. I'd be remiss too if I didn't thank Kelly Endell, the photographer and writer, because unbeknownst to her, she posted some stuff about him and that's why I got interested in his work and I purchased some work and we became friends. So sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Fort Guerin and make sure to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint or local gallery. We've got four German Shepherds and then the rest are just random, a little beagle that we've gotten from the animal shelter here. Um, we just took on a, a little blind dog that my wife saw at the shelter and we're like, oh. Do you have to be an alpha around the dogs? My, my, my wife falls, if I have to go somewhere, which I very rarely do, she's she gets nervous about it because she's like, I can't handle them. Mm -hmm. um, it's different with me. I'll, I'll yell, I'll, you know raise the voice yeah. kind of thing. And they, they seem to be a little more, she's like, they don't do that when I'm here by myself. <laughs> do they do with the, the four German shepherds? Are they all kind to each other? Yeah. The, we have one cattle dog. Okay. And she, she's full of piss and vinegar. She's, she's the troublemaker is the little cattle dog. I think um, that cattle dogs in general are kind of mischievous. It's, it's in there. It's just in their DNA. I mean, they, literally nip at cattle like that if that's what you're bred for <laughs> yeah, that's and you're true. like if you're like 60 pounds and that's what you're bred for you better be ready to like rock and roll yeah and, no, i grew up with, i grew up with Shet, uh, shetland sheepdogs and okay. they always tried to herd people mm -hmm. that was something that they yeah. always that's just they're in their nature it's in their dna like you said that's... yeah and they're and they're nippy that's i mean they nip to to herd mm -hmm. and she's she'll mix it up with one of the other female German shepherds every now and then. Oh, you're just that's like, amazing. That, it's not good. Well, that's a, that, that's an interesting tidbit. Well, well, good morning, Ford. How are you doing today? 
I'm good. That's that's wild. That's interesting. Now, so first off, I want to clarify: is Fort your real name? Is that your given name? Yes, that's a family family name. I'm the third, actually. Um, okay. Grandfather, great grandfather. Skip my dad, so technically not the third, but that's what it says in my driver's license. So I was almost the third. I was almost Lawrence Reynolds Kelly the third because my dad's okay. a junior yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of those a lot of those family names are different so Fort, but Fort is a very unique name how did that come about with your was i i just have no i have yeah. no idea that what most people think it's ford okay um when they when they first meet me um but it's, it's, it's cool ford. i've yet to come up i've yet to come across another another person with that with that name so it call fine doesn't it kind of fall in line with what you're doing it seems to sort of make i don't it just feels it feels right for what you're doing i don't <laughs> well it was it, i can remember my folks asking me like in third grade they're like do you want to go by your middle name because fort is close to to fart and that was a i got teased oh, a little kids, bit yeah kids and uh and i was like no no i'm i'm fine with it and now i mean now unique names are much more common than they mm -hmm. were you know when we were growing up yeah, exactly in the, in the 70s yeah there were a lot of eric's and matt's and <laughs> mike no, no forts mike and steve and it just seems yeah. like even Ke <laughs> even kevin was a pretty common name in the 70s it's it's amazing how many people like yeah within <laughs> that certain group of names are all the same name but now how do you pronounce your last name garen garen okay yeah and it's spelled so people I guess G yeah G U E R I N. And is that so what is that? Is that it's it's French. French, yeah, that's what yeah. sounds French. Okay. So all right. And you were born but you were born in Missouri, but you grew up in Arizona just for a little I grew up in Arizona in Mesa, Arizona, east of Phoenix. When we moved there, it's small in the uh, 76. So that that's pretty much where I, I grew up about 20, 22 years ago now we've moved back to the back to the east coast why um, did your parents move to arizona did great grandfather visit? lived there and he had visited you know once or twice to see to see his grandparents and my dad took a job my dad actually ran the housekeeping here at johns hopkins oh. in baltimore and took a job to to run the housekeeping division of phoenix baptist hospital oh wow so we loaded up a little Datsun with a little, little plastic <laughs> shell on the top, and, and like drove across country. Living there left an indelible impression on you, and then you went to school in Flagstaff, right? Yes, up in yeah, northern northern Arizona. Yeah, gr growing up in in Mesa at that time, there were it was still a lot of cotton fields and orange groves um, mm -hmm. that have all been sold off now and turned into, you know. <laughs> developments and everything but we, we used to be able to just drive out into the desert i had a uh -huh. jeep in high school um we used to just be able to go play around in the desert how cool um, is that it it was great i mean where where my parents house sits now we used to just drive up on the hill and like watch the lightning storms roll in at oh, at night that's and now it. it's all it's all track homes yeah, so, it's so sad but the desert is magical and it's it's a lot of people don't a lot of people don't leave their bubble in general but when i do go out to desert on occasion it's a, it feels so different it feels there's something magical and the the temperature changes so differently it's, it could be really really hot during the day and then it gets 
really cold at night. It's yeah. I had a um, friend, she worked at an ad agency. So a lot of folks would come out from make the move from the East coast mm -hmm. and they would, they were like, what, what is this? They was like, was flying onto the moon surface. <laughs> you know, if you, if you're not used to that, mm -hmm. if you come from, you know, like New Jersey or something with green and trees and grass and seasons, and then you just, you land in Phoenix and it's just brown for miles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to believe that anything could survive. It's amazing that things can survive in the desert and, it, and that plants have adapted to survive and animals and bugs and creatures. It's, it really is. Yeah. It's a yeah. I, I miss it. Um, I get back about two or three times a year. Mm -hmm. I would love to work to live back there, but I just could, can't. The wife didn't like the heat and the, yeah yeah no and it's it, yeah you guys and you've adapted your lot you you've adapted your life makes sense now where you are it just it's, yeah and your parents you had said when we had spoken before your parents live in uh, Arizona still they're, right yeah they're still in Mesa my brother uh, and wife with their with their two two daughters one of them's actually up at just started up at NAU now so oh. it's uh it's funny how it all kind of goes full circle. <laughs> It is weird. And Flagstaff, and, Flagstaff is different, right? Isn't it more, is it, that's a higher yes. elevation. They get snow, right? Isn't Yeah, it's about, elevation. you're about 7,000 feet up there, elevation and s snow, pine trees, um, little ski resorts up on one of the mountains close to Flagstaff. So yeah. Arizona has just pretty much, and California is kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. Where, where, where you just have a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, California is obviously a lot bigger than Arizona, but you can you can go from low desert to, to high desert and yeah. um, within a day. I, th I think I went to a concert in Flagstaff. Does that make sense? But I maybe an outdoor concert or something is that could have been could have been I don't know it's because it might have been and I, I just, I'm just this is a long time ago we we're really we're gonna start dating ourselves <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this was in the 30s no but it felt like it just it felt like a long time ago but now when you went to school you got a you got a bachelor's in fine arts fine right? arts emphasis in sculpture I had originally I, I was at ASU for two years and started in the photo department there at ASU oh I didn't know that okay and that was more that was a little more like fine art creative and then when i went up to nau it was a little more traditional kind of landscape the the guy that ran the photo department so i switched over to the sculpture department okay um and that was my emphasis was in sculpture and then quickly after college i found out you need a lot of equipment and space and stuff to continue to make sculpture yeah so were you doing were you modeling or were you throwing clay or I, no, I was doing just uh, all kinds of different things, building things, incorporating some paintings into like three-dimensional works and okay. of of that nature. Like my, my final show that I did, like my little graduate show was, they were these big, probably anywhere from two feet to five foot, like walking figures. They were made out of rebar and then they were covered with, oh, uh, cool with uh, plaster and gauze to give them big feet and big hands. And so that was w way different from what I'm doing now. But did you always know that you, like, were you always sketching and doodling and I, drawing? Yeah. I was a, I was an art nerd in high school and went and took a, 
you know, took photo and drawing in, in high school and was in the photo club. That's um, and it was funny. I was just telling my wife that a new book came out on Peter Beard, the photographer mm, yeah, that makes those cr the crazy journals. Yeah. And so it came out and I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to get this book. And I was explaining to him to her. And I was like, I can remember seeing a piece. It, it was either on 60 Minutes or something. I can't remember exactly. Like in high school about him and his journals and i was i started making these little collage journals it was and a so good outlet it, it, it had always been my my dad my fort garen the second was a newsreel photographer in chicago for nbc ah so he he traveled a lot and he he went on a safari in like 1954 okay as the photographer for this safari for a, a rich guy from St. Louis. And they shot a film, like it was through like the American History Society or something. And so it, it had always been kind of in the, in the background. My dad would sit out and do pastel drawings of sunsets in Arizona. Oh. So art was always kind of like kicking around in my, in my family. But was it something where your parents said you should also have a business degree or you should have some sort of... Yeah. Started. <laughs> yeah, because I, I went to San Diego State for writing. And so my parents were like, make sure you get it's like yeah. a language or something else. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was bad at school. I, I went to, I started off at ASU and I swam there. And they're like, you need to just get your basics and think about like maybe a business degree. And then I failed miserably so they, they were like all right go do your art thing and maybe you'll stay in school <laughs> and you did you ended up so then Barely. But, but what was your trajectory then did you meet your wife in school no 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 uh but i met her through my brother they were in grad school together okay um so that that's how we met 20 20 22 23 years ago um now so you didn't go straight into painting and you weren't painting the way you paint now, right? How do you get to where you are right now? How does that? After college, I, I moved out to San Diego, actually. Oh. Because um, everyone from Arizona wants to live by the ocean and be a, <laughs> a, a surfer. So <laughs> I moved course. to San Diego, lived by the beach, and would just surf and paint for for like half a year. Um, where in San Diego? At, down in Termaline. In Pacific Beach. Pacific Beach, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I rented a little little garage studio, a little one bedroom kitchenette, you know, off of the alleyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's it's wonderful down there. It's actually like it's it a, was it was great. Yeah. I mean, all I did was I, I painted and surfed and and then I did actually apply for like the master's program. I put together kind of a weird painting uh portfolios back when you used to send in your little slide sheets and your artist statement you had to mail it in kind of oh that's funny kind of thing so that that didn't pan out what did your work look like then what were your paintings and what i, I was doing you? a lot of uh i was using these like true crime photos like mug shots and i was actually still doing like the like the kind of the dry brush method that i do now mm -hmm. so they they were very subject matters completely different but the same kind of technique I, I I had to teach myself to paint. I still can't paint really well. Um, <laughs> really, <laughs> I think yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just not. And so I I, it's kind of like 
you look at some of the guys, you're like, oh my God, they're so great with their, the way they render and the oil, you know, uh, Mark Manjori and Logan Maxwell, you know, these guys that are like at the top yeah. of their, at their game right now. And I'm like, oh, I can't paint like that. So I just, you just got to like, every now and then I would break out an oil set over the years and be like, okay, this is the path. And then I'd be like, I just cannot paint. <laughs> is it because of the time that the drying time or is it just the, the detail the, or is the there something? It's both. I, I don't have the, I don't have the technical skill mm. or the, and I work very fast. So it's, it's a little bit of both. And then I, I just ultimately end up going back to what, what I know and, and just work with, work with that. But you were you using watercolors back then? No, I've always used I've always used the cheapest material. It's called tempura paint, right? Yeah, it's the same. It, it's the, it's right, the, the I bought so I I bought some I bought like a set of them because I know there's the dry kind, but I I got some of this. But you have the dry. Yeah, no, no, no. These are the these are like the little cakes. Yeah, where do I get those? Can I get those off? off of, you get them off Amazon. Okay, I'll send you the link. <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. I'll put the link you, below for other people too. Yeah the 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 tube ones or the those uh that's the stuff they give like the kids and yeah this felt like very yeah like it's it was like almost like a kit for kids yeah you can't build it up these ones you can you can use uh, kind of the same as watercolor Mm -hmm. you can use them real thick or or you can water them down and get more of a wash i always do them really really thick and and they give like kind of a comic book feel yeah when you're painting so i've gone where i go okay i'm gonna get canvas and expensive acrylics and and whatnot and it it's just not it's not cheap actually i've because i i paint with acrylics just for fun just to yeah get my head out of of my life and it's it really a lot uh, it's expensive because a little goes a little doesn't go a long way it seems like you have to layer it and then all of a sudden you realize like you're spending hundreds of dollars on paint yeah yeah these things are literally twenty dollars for a tray of them and they'll they'll last me forever and then i just use these little cheap these little cheap like smart 25 25 for like 20 of these little brushes for the for the that that dry brush where um, you can go crazy with brushes too oh my gosh yeah it's like feels like almost i hate to say it it feels like a racket there's like a whole it does feel like if the, the the brush companies and the paint companies they can they make a lot of money i hope they're not watching this and they'll get upset but it, uh, it's it's get, crazy so i've i've always just used cheap material and it's worked for yeah. me and and then with the with, with the paper when i was cleaning carpets we would we would the area rugs we would wrap them in butcher paper to deliver them back to the clients mm-hmm. and i would just take tear off big sheets of that and take those home and paint on paint on those yeah and that and that's the the medium that you use now right that's yeah yep and so but it feels like because i've i've received a piece already um it feels like a thicker butcher paper or do you yeah it's it is that like the like the one you got got went through a coffee wash okay oh interesting like of instant coffee Because it kind of has the texture to it, and a, and I use really really thick paper. I just order from Uline, like a big spool mm-hmm. of it for like one hundred and fifty dollars, and it lasts me. And I cut it down to to size and yeah. run it through a coffee wash. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's that's smart. And then you paint on top. So when you describe dry brush, what does dry brush mean? Literally, 
it's 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 fairly dry. I'm holding a brush in my hand. That's why I'm looking bad. It's fairly fairly dry. A lot of times I'll just lick it and put it on the thing. Have you have you have you licked it with paint on it on accident? Yeah. Well, it's it's just the no. It's just just the tempera paint. So it's okay. all it's yeah all, yeah. It's egg based that tempera. Is it and it says is other other different types of tempera paint? Like it seems like it's not tempura like that. So I I'm, I'm not, not like the it. food. Yeah, no. not the food. It's it's tempera. Okay. The it's tempera, yeah. And it's okay. it's it's one of the like Some the oldest painting grounds that they've that they've used. And it's primarily made with I think they use egg as like a, the binding agent in it. Cause yeah, and that like that the bottle you have. If you let it sit in the garage for a while and then open it up, you'll be uh -huh. like, "Oh, that smells kind of, kind of stinky." Um, Interesting. It doesn't even say what the ingredients are on it. It's yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's not it's edible. Mainly, mainly it is, water. So, so they are. Yeah, it's actually just water with food coloring. But it's that. So, kids. So, is that what we all use when we were kids painting? It yeah, school? the same stuff. Yeah, remember like when you would, like in kindergarten, you uh -huh. just get out the big buckets of paint and you'd open them up and you'd be like oh they these stink yeah, yeah. okay i didn't I know that was tempera that's interesting it's the same it's the same it's the same stuff okay um, and there's online like there's people i've seen i i did i googled it and on youtube there are people like that'll teach and it's mostly like seems like people teaching for a school or for a class like they're showing you how to do it yeah this is how i keep the kids in line when they and so because there's because there's wet and then there's the dry the cakes yeah <laughs> and i th there are people that that do like super realistic painting like you can order it in a powder and like mix your oh. own with with like the egg yolk and everything and be very oh. very tactical the just the same as making like your own oil mm -hmm. oil paint and just use like dry pigment and and mix your own you know mm -hmm. egg into it you don't like have the patience for that do you no, <laughs> I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting giant sheets of paper off of spools. <laughs> this is cool, though. This is great because I I think that there's sort of a barrier to entry in people's minds for so many different things in life. And this is something that when when did you release? When did you actually start selling your work? And then how did was it always like 1940s, 1950s kind of Western? Was that how did you get into that lane? It head. was it, so when my my folks did have an art gallery in Scottsdale for ten years oh. um, that they they opened up they they had a, a successful uh, janitorial service when when they moved to Arizona they built up a janitorial service and uh, my brother moved back from from D.C. and ran ran the gallery and I had so many art friends. Oh, like let's let's open up a gallery in downtown Scottsdale where all the where the galleries used to be. It's all it's changed now a lot. So I would I I and, and this is the mistake I think a lot of people make when they're we, we, you know when when you're making art or when you're just getting started is looking at a lot of other artists and you start imitating yeah. what other people are painting or what what's selling. And I did a lot, I did a lot, you know, I'd look through new American painter and be like, oh, and, and I did some stuff like that. I was working mainly like with forties and fifties, uh, like advertising mm -hmm. and it really wasn't the cowboy stuff. And then when, when we moved out to Arizona, from Arizona to DC, that's when I started getting like real nostalgic or 
kind of homesick for the West. Okay. And there was a little comic book store in our neighborhood. And I went and I picked up a bunch of, I bought like all his cowboy comic books that he had there. Oh, that's cool. And I just, I started using those. And then I got my neighbor knew a guy that owned a gallery in Austin. And he had just moved here from Texas to cover. He was a video website guy. He moved here from Texas to cover the, uh, who's now, he's now Senator Warner. Oh, wow. Our, our, our center, he was running for president at the time. He had been hired by the campaign for his presidential to video, be the videographer. So he moved from <laughs> Austin, Texas. And he's like, my buddy would love your artwork for his gallery. So I, I just took a stack of papers of cowboy, you know, drawings and stuff I had. And he's like, I'll, um, and this was Yard Dog Gallery in Austin. And he's like, yeah, for the. He was like, I'll, yeah, I'll show you your stuff. He's like, he loved it. And so then I just kept doing cowboy stuff because I, I was showing at two other galleries and they had shut down right around the time when like the bubble and the 2008, when that recession oh, so around that time. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the galleries and, and the Austin gallery just kept chugging along. Um, Cause Austin, you know, was still a destination for people mm -hmm. to go with the music and everything. So did it look like how it looks now or was it? It's yeah, it was yeah, very very similar. And then I started doing some of the real big ones with the writing in the back, like in the background, and that 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 goes down a whole different rabbit hole of writing. Yeah, that was because you wanted to be a writer too, right? I did. I did. I I not love, that you can't be now still, but I mean that it's, was <laughs> <laughs> it's super difficult task to, to, mm -hmm. to accomplish. But were you uh, going into journalism, or were you? Is that the route that you thought you might be going into? No, I, 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 I love to read. And then I, I just love the whole thing of like the whole uh, mystique of the writer and stuff that like, uh. you could just go and write. Mm -hmm. You didn't need paintbrushes. You didn't need, you could just go write some somewhere and come up with a, with a story. Um, and I was a horrible, and I would always do, like I said, with Peter Beard did those journals where he wrote all over them. And mm -hmm. I did some journal stuff like after college with writing and everything. And like using the know. words to create images, right? Yeah. And, and doing these journals and we all grew up on like Hunter Thompson and everything yeah. like the, the crazy, you know, writer, you mm -hmm. know, with the, the gonzo journalism and everything. So for some reason, like writing always had had stuck in the back of my my head mm -hmm. and i'd be like oh i could write a short story no, i can't really write a short story <laughs> but do you feel like you have you ever put together pieces to create a story is that something that i was doing some stuff where i was where it was a little more consistent with the with the text in the background i was doing like a single image on on like a piece of wood and then writing a story really small really tiny so you, you couldn't even see what it was unless you got really close to it you'd be like oh my goodness that's actual writing i had one i was shown with a gallery in georgia she hung little magnifying glasses so people could read my my handwriting on the that's cool on, on the pieces so at some point they did have stories and then they became just a kind of just a part of the painting and i was filling up big bigger pieces and a lot of just song lyrics just 
kind of whatever I'm thinking about at the moment. I might start a little bit of a story or something and it just rolls along for maybe a chunk of the of the painting and then kind of changes a bit. It changes, you know, peters out a little bit, and then we'll get some song lyrics in there. And so that's what's because I have I have a bunch of different notes to ask you. So then, do you is your process because I'm assuming your process has sort of been the same? Do you listen to music while you paint? I I, I do music now. Now when I'm doing like these stars, where I've just kind of got a like I've got a Monument Valley that's sitting over here, that's like five feet tall. Wow. That's a lot of, lot of start. Then I'll put like a podcast on or something just to, mm. it, it's, sometimes with music, you'll just get, you just get going a little bit too mm. much. You know, it will just kind of get your, get your ramped up depending on what you're listening to. Like too much, like in a, in a direction that you weren't interested in going. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm sitting down trying to like get, like remain focused and stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll go something a little like with the podcast or something or just like some jazz music and i've noticed online when people when you show video of the stars people are so fascinated and they and they seem to ask us there's a question that they always ask like how long does this take you what is this so is this so when you're doing the stars you do a portion and then you go to something else and then you come back right or is that this yeah 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 the the majority of the time those are so cool yeah it's um the way I look at it a little bit, like I said, I cleaned carpets for 10 years and that was the same monotonous thing over and over again. If, mm-hmm. if I, cause they're like, Oh my gosh, you sit there and paint stars all day. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's better than cleaning carpets all day. <laughs> That's like the perfect takeaway. No, it's true. It's so Yeah. Cool. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm here with the dogs, mm-hmm. you know, I go get a cup of coffee, go, go to the gym or whatever. Yeah. And, and then come paint stars. And I'm not in a work van, you know, going to carpet. carpet all day long. But that's also, is that because you guys, is that, is that something, does that harken back to what your parents, I mean, what your, what, what they did back then? Is that how, like, because there was a janitorial, you guys had, did you guys, did you said you had a housekeeping, was a, he, he handled housekeeping for the hospital, right? So the hospital, and then they, they started their own janitorial service okay. when they, when we moved out to Arizona, he was still at the hospital and started this on the and, and office buildings. Yeah. There's so, a barbecue, there's a barbecue guy that did that, that he's in, he's in okay. Texas, but, but it's, it's interesting how he, he built a giant business out of that and sold it. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what my folks, they had that business for, 30 years. Um, and I think at the height of their business, they had about a hundred employees. So it was a, it was a big, it was Mm -hmm. a big operation. And I was, when I was back in Arizona, I was helping my parents with that side of the business. And my brother was running, running the gallery and I was still painting, painting in the evenings. Um, and then we, when we moved to DC, I didn't have, we, we didn't have jobs at at all my wife was like i just want to move back to dc she had lived here for two years so we moved back and there was a job in the newspaper this is when you look in the newspaper for jobs <laughs> Think about it. imagine that yeah she was like there's a job for carpet cleaning and it was starting like at forty thousand dollars and you know this was tw- tw- 20 years ago she's like that's what you need to that's what we need to make on your <laughs> end so we can cover you know the mortgage and everything and i'm like I'll take it. And now the funny thing is, 
It turned out to be a really interesting carpet cleaning job. We cleaned the White House, the vice president's residence. What? Yeah, all the all the wealthy people in DC. So it was a it was an interesting an interesting job. So what was that like? This is fat. I didn't know that. I knew this would go down different tangents, but what was it like cleaning the White House? Yeah, did, you, we, did so? We, do you know the layout of like not that it's but like is it? Did you? clean the entire white house yeah i've been in the president's bedroom wow what's that so like it, what does the president's bedroom look like i'm sure it changes a little bit but like it was I, I worked during the bush and obama years okay obama's had children so it was a much different vibe in the in the residence uh-huh. so have you ever done like the white house tour or anything like that i i think i I went to DC with for school, but I I don't think we I think it might have been wasn't available. I also too got uh I got, I got the stomach flu uh with like four other kids. Oh, we, for, so we were like in the back of the bus, and I invited a friend from like the you know, and he went off and he met a girl like on the trip, and I was like okay. in the back was sick with like four or five other kids. <laughs> it was just, because and it was funny as too is there's these thing called whorehounds, which were uh root beer candies and we got them at like jamestown or somewhere uh-huh. and i that was the last thing i ate before i threw up in the hotel room that we were staying and because of that now i can't have root beer at all like that's something wow, that okay it changed my <laughs> my life i get I, I, can't. I can remember getting sick on fish sticks once like uh-huh. that like got the flu after eating fish sticks and i used to love them i can't touch them yeah no uh, i can imagine that anymore. yeah yeah but I, but I haven't done the tour, but I've, I've seen, I've, I've looked online at different, because I was writing a story, because I write on the side, and I was writing a story okay. about the White House, and I was trying to figure out how things, and I've seen, like, you know, January 6th, and they show, like, where everything is, like, where things are located, but the residence is, because I, I also remember Jenna Bush talking about, there's, like, a thing where they would slide down some stairs, or they would do something, is there, like, is the residence up higher, is that, so the so when you come into the White House, like on the bottom level, is like a kitchen, and then off to the front side, like where the helicopter lands, yeah, are like the map room. There's some there's three or three or four bigger rooms that are on that on that base level, um, and then there's also a library down there, which was my favorite room. Oh, that's cool. And all artists or all writers that came would bring like first editions of their books oh, signed. And, oh. and, it, and it was a smaller room with like, I can't remember if it had one or two fireplaces in it. And it was all like kind of floor to ceiling bookshelves. Oh, and so cool. when I would, that was always my, my favorite room was, was that room with all the, all the books in it on that level. And then the, the next level up is the, kind of the, the public level that you see with the blue room, the red room, the green room, yeah. and that big red hallway. Yeah. So that that's the main level most people know. And then above that is the residence. And that's where where they obviously live. And that's where is the, that the, where the balcony you, is and stuff? Yeah, there is one balcony. Yeah, there there's a balcony there and there's a balcony above that. Okay. Um and then the, the then the the third third or fourth level up is kind of like an atrium up there oh wow. um they had like an exercise room and a pool room um it's it, a couple bedrooms here and there but it's it's not as formal as the rest of the 
of the White House. You said there's a pool room. There's a pool inside. The no, room? a pool like shooting pool. Oh, like, like when I think Obama had a pool table in there. Okay, okay. It probably stays there. Yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of furniture. I would go in and clean the furniture like during the Christmas parties and and stuff like that. So you saw it decorated for Christmas and how they changed and that that's a big deal, I think. It's a, that that was a huge deal and what was kind of that was when we would be there the most was during the during the holidays yeah. when they had the big parties. They they have like five parties a day during the holiday season for like two weeks. Crazy. Like where, where like military families come in, you know, it, yeah, the gold stars. There's the gold stars. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's all, and so, and and they're all catered, and and people walk around the the premise with cocktails and food in their hand, and they're touching all the furniture. They actually bring in different furniture. Really, the, well, that makes sense. That does make. Yeah, sense. for the parties because some of the stuffs, you know, been there since the the beginning of the White House. So it, so, it was an interesting job to say the. Yeah. Wait, have you cleaned the Lincoln bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so weird. It's, and you never saw ghosts at all? I no, I never saw the ghosts. And you know, we we would we were always escorted by the um there's a department that's there on the premise. They take care of everything. They take care of the paintings on the wall, the furniture, okay. just the interior. I mean, it's a guy would come in to crank all the clocks you know once a year they take the chandeliers down and clean all the crystals and everything i mean it's a huge it's a big operation it's a it, it's it, it's insane how many people are on the on the premise and everything and working and stuff from secret service to just people that maintain and then on top of the people that run the government right. you know yeah yeah all yeah. that too yeah it's it's, it's, it's... And then the press and there's like, it's, it's, and I would always say with, um, when I would go there, cause you, you check in at the gate, like on 15th or street. And, and I'm like, once you go through that gate, it's like time stops. You're, you're like in a different world. That's um, wild. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and you'll hear, I think you'll hear like the first families, I'll call it the fish, the fishbowl, I believe okay. is the reference. They're, they're like, Oh, we were living in the fishbowl for four, eight years. Mm -hmm. And it really is. It's like it's like entering like a parallel universe almost. It's <laughs> like you, you you're there and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been here for three hours, and then you go back to the like the normal world. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. And it's also probably a relief after they after they leave the White House because even though they're still scrutiny, they're still media. It's just it's a different. I can I can imagine. It's your life yeah. it's it's and that's why they all go, that's why they always go gray you always see it's they age differently it's, it's i i mean it's you, I, I can't even imagine i mean to no. to imagine to, that the, the stress of that job mm -hmm. and just being literally on call 24 7 you know yeah making decisions that are you know global decisions it's yeah, it's catastrophic things that you have to deal with and yeah yeah, so. yeah and the horror the things that you know and the things that you have to deal with yeah it's so yes. what so we had talked before we had started this how you worked in the evenings you painted in the evenings so that's something that i i kind of want to touch on a little bit is is you didn't that you had that job and then you would paint in the evenings too because the idea of a starving artist is something that's you know when you're back in the Hunter S. Thompson days, like that, when you were thinking about that, it's it's it seems there's it seemed glamorous, but you you had to have a real job too. Yeah, it especially then because there was no 
like like we were talking about before it's changed a lot now oh. it was it was galleries i mean there were some coffee houses that were doing some stuff there were some alternative venues but and and even then you know with the gallery taking 50 percent of what you're selling if you have if you're in a group show once a year or a solo show once a year at you know at, at a smaller gallery you're you know if you're making thousand dollars you're you, you're lucky and you could be a starving artist if that's all you were doing but i i never that never seemed appealing to no so would <laughs> to you me, paint, so. would would you paint in the mornings too or was it just in the evenings it was just the evenings i would just go kind of through a little i'd get home go through a little routine you know go to the gym or whatever and then just hop in the shower and then sit down to paint for a, a couple hours and if it went longer you know then you just got up and hop back in the shower and went to work and yeah you yeah. know and then the the weekends I would kind of just kind of on the weekends just you know have at it on the weekends if I had a show coming up I would take a day or two off and you know here and there just to but, muscle through it yeah and it was also nice because you're not relying on it as income that changes things it it totally changes things and and that was a the, when I talked about like the inexpen inexpensive materials that for me also changed things as far as like my process, like if I was using something expensive, it would kind of, kind of like step back and be like, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a $20 acrylic tube of blue. And this is an expensive paintbrush. Yeah. And it would kind of, would kind of freeze up a little bit. So this was, a, this was a way to adequately express yourself because that certain pressure was off, I guess it's. Yeah, yeah, you were like, I, 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 this has got to count. It was too, it would get into my head a little bit, oh. a little bit too much. Where with the cheap materials, if you're like, oh, all right, you know, I'll just put that one to the side. There's no, 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 no big loss there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. How did you? Um, how did you? How did the the social media, quote unquote, social media? How did that come into play? Was that a couple years ago, or did that, some, did the gallery I, show something? Or I, you know, I painted for pretty much since college pretty much almost routinely every day at one point this was probably about 10 years ago now i i just stopped oh i was like i can't paint another cowboy comic i was just kind of painting the same images over again and i stopped completely for about four years i went and joined the volunteer fire department <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah i have that i have a note about that yeah okay and that was something that was always something ever since i'd seen like backdraft when i'd been a kid <laughs> like in the eight, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. when it was like late 80s or early mm -hmm. 90s i can't remember i'm oh. like i'm gonna be a firefighter and i'd actually try to drop out of school at one point out of college i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna be a firefighter my parents are like no finish school and so i was just done with paint i was like i cannot paint another cowboy and I, I literally stopped and then I came back to it and social media was there Okay. at, at that point. And that, that was a whole different, a whole different thing. And I, I still show with a couple galleries, but I sell a, a good amount of stuff on online. Were you um, surprised when you started selling online that way? I, it, it took a while to figure, figure it all all out i mean 
And when I first set up like my little shop and everything, I'm like, oh my gosh, this could be a game changer. And I'm like, this could be the, you know, <laughs> when I hit, you know, enter to enter upload the first thing i'm like all right i'm on my way and you're <laughs> like course, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do a little more effort yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like i guess i'm gonna be cleaning carpets a little longer <laughs> because it just doesn't it, it took me a while to 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 figure out that that out but it but now that's was about five years ago okay. so now i'm it's it's kind of ch just chugging along solely on, solely on instagram right I was on Instagram. I would do, sometimes it like self populates over to Twitter. Sometimes it, it doesn't. Nothing seems to really happen. Twitter seems to be more like news oriented, mm -hmm. um, where Instagram seems to be more vis visual. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always wonder okay, what, what, when, when it goes away, what's going to be next? Well, hopefully you'll have a client base. Uh, then, yeah, I need hopefully. to work on uh, um, like a getting like an, e yeah. an email list together mm -hmm. and all that. You know, where I'm sure you're probably the same with because do you do you drive a lot of people to your site through social media or yeah, yeah, I do that, and I, I have I have a short list, and I also have just seems to be certain people that I guess have sub subscribed or or look at my stuff enough. It's like it's certain it took a certain amount of it's taking a lot of effort. It's taking eight eight it, nine it, years, yeah. It does. It's, I mean, it's still, when did you start doing the, the I, YouTube? I, I think the YouTube stuff was four years ago. I think I started doing okay. that. And then, but with the, the barbecue stuff I've been doing, my dad's, he passed away 13 years ago. And a couple of years before that is when I, I created like a barbecue joint search engine and I had things. So I was doing, so like maybe 15 years of being in the barbecue world. Mm -hmm. And then I've kind of gravitated towards like barbecue and I guess maker is or, or like people that are photographers and artists yeah and, and make like knife makers and different things but i've i've that because that's my my true passion i don't want to be even though like my name and my thing is kevin's barbecue joints and i it's all it's mostly barbecue world but that's not i don't want to be pigeonholed i guess in that i don't want to just be the barbecue guy because I, I, I have a lot of other passions but yeah it's taken a long time but it's but now it seems to be as soon as I put something out, it seems to, and I, yeah, when I put stuff on Facebook, I don't put anything personal on Facebook. It's just the work stuff that I put on Facebook. Yeah, that's, I, I try to stay, I mean, I'll put a picture of the dogs up every, yeah, yeah. every now and then, but I try to just keep it pretty, pretty even keel because it is a bit, it's, it's a business. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you're trying to get people to your site to get eyes on your, on your stuff. Yeah, are you, you you sell ads and stuff through your? Yeah, yeah, I have Google Ads, and I do that. I have I have some affiliate stuff with Amazon, okay. things, but I do it's mostly through Google Ads and for YouTube. YouTube is 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 owned by Google, and so it's all it's all that same. So that's that's how. And I also do some other. I do some marketing and stuff on the side. Like that's I still okay. have a side kind of gig, but it's yeah. I've been doing it all from home because I've been taking care of my mom. So that's yeah, I, I can't go places and so that's and so i'm sort of like building a base for when i do get a chance to travel then it like you said the the knife makers and stuff like people all these craftsmen and artisans and stuff this we wouldn't have been able to make a living doing mm. this 10 10 years ago yeah like if you were like i'm a blacksmith and i'm i'm forging knives you'd be like that that's great yeah, it'd be like, your, like neighbors would, your neighbors would know maybe, you know. Yeah, maybe some people. of your hunting buddies would yeah. have some of your knives and stuff mm -hmm. now. But I mean, 
people are making legitimate businesses. Mm -hmm. I, I love vintage axes. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of my, there's guys making a living like restoring old and hanging old vintage axes on new handles and, and stuff like that. Like cool. I, I, it's so cool. And stuff like that stuff just like fascinates me. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, a lot of times when I'm painting, I'll just like put on like a YouTube channel or something and it's just roll on to the next one. Uh -huh. And yeah. the next one would be like a guy restoring an old, like, outboard motor and i'm like this is, why is this so fascinating because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's entirely fascinating it's also you know, he's like just going to garage sales and getting old motors and like restoring them to like pristine condition again i'm like that's amazing because it's a window into what people are into and that's it's fascinating what people are so obsessed with i think that's so and obsessed in a great way and, it, and it's interesting there's a guy with well, the guy that i've interviewed um Sergio, he does. He has Texas Stage Forge, and he uses all Texas woods, and the okay. handles are all it's knives. He's a knife maker, and he has a forge, and he had it in his house. Now he has a garage, at, like but near his house, and he but he he he's pounding away at night. But he has these hammers, and they're called like peen or something. But the guy, they these guys make these hammers, but there's they number them. There's there's small batch giant. Yeah. Ha beautiful hammers and i'm like uh, it's like 300 dollars, and i, I want to like i have a bookmark so one day i buy it can buy them but it's it's amazing what people but it, i would never have known about any of these people and this guy was a he was a principal of a school but at night he would forge yeah that was his passion and he it's and it's fascinating it's amazing there's so many niche markets like with i fish a lot and i did like a lot of fly fishing like just people like just make like hand making like gear for whatever it might be, whether it's camping and stuff like we've gone back to this, like it's labeled a maker mm -hmm. now, but like this, this craftsmanship. Yeah. To, artisans. And, yeah. Yeah. To, to building stuff, um, which, which I think it's, it's, it's fascinating to see it come back. My grandfather used to say, just wait 20 years and what I'm wearing right now Yes. We'll be in fashion from 20, you know, 20 years yeah. from now. And that pendulum, it always swings. Mm -hmm. You know, we go so far back to the, we went with, oh, we're just going to buy everything off Amazon. And now mm -hmm. we've come all the way to the other side and people are like, I'm going to spend $500 for this backpack that, that this guy hand stitched in Montana mm -hmm. for my camping gear instead of the REI. Yeah. No, I, it, it, it's really fascinating to, to see it's beautiful and I, th I, th I think that's why people gravitate towards what you're doing because it's so detailed and you're showing like the the stars you're showing the process and i think that social media has there's all these terrible things and we've cut talked off like a line there's horrible things about social media but there's also so many wonderful things and it's given like someone like you an opportunity to really show what you do and I just I I find it to be fascinating, and it's also it gives you an avenue to make a living. And I've tracked you kind of as before this interview. I was tracking, and it's things go up for sale, and then they're sold out within hours, right? Yeah, it's and that's <laughs> that's hit or miss sometimes too. Like you'll mm -hmm. you'll just be rolling along, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't make these fast enough, and then it will kind of yeah because and then you're like oh my gosh is it over <laughs> and then uh and then you'll do well will... you know there's certain there's certain things that you know now that will probably sell quicker than other things right yeah the the stars always go yeah go go quick um like 
I've been doing a, a big star piece for the gallery in Lockhart because I, I started showing with Commerce Gallery in Lockhart and I had my first show a couple months ago with them and yeah. I unfortunately couldn't make it out. But I, when I was telling my friends, especially one of the, the guy that used to live in Austin, okay. he's like, I'm coming out to get the barbecue. And he, he lives in New Jersey now. He'll order post Postwood. Is that? Yeah, Post Oak. Post Oak for his barbecue when he barbecues up in up in Jersey. Oh, wow. What are all the different ways that people can get a hold of you? And then if, if people want to do something, like if someone wants to commission you to do something, is that something that you do as well? Uh, it, it's, it has to be like in the wheelhouse. Okay. And something something happens when people ask me to do something. I don't know if that's... We're just, it just gets keep getting pushed yeah. down the line, down the line. But if someone has like, if, if something, someone says, I really love the cactus with yeah, the stars. Yeah, the, so yeah, you, you, you can, most people just DM me on, okay. on Instagram and I'll be like, I'll give you a heads up when I, when I put it up on the, okay. on, on the site. I, I don't take like money in advance, even for, even if somebody asked me to do something specific, I'm like, yeah, it, it's gotta be kind of along my lines and i'm like listen if you like it you can buy it if mm -hmm. not I'll, someone else will will buy it gotcha. so I, I try to stay away i weird people ask you to do weird things <laughs> i i have one guy like a reach out to me and he's like do you do portraits i'm like i'm i'm a horrible painter i'm like there's people that do it way better than i do that, that that's literally what they do that's their, that yeah. professionals i'm like I go, you, 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 you've seen my stuff. And then he just like starts sending me like all these pictures of his wife. And I'm like, oh. I told you, I, I'm like, I don't know what you, <laughs> a lot of weird people out there. Yeah. You probably, you probably get a different, I get a lot of weird things. And actually my email address is on some barbecue joint in Atlanta on their Facebook page. So I get uh -huh. the weirdest requests, like my email. I have things that just the strangest things people ask for. Cause it's, they, they, they think I'm a barbecue place and, in atlanta for some reason but i've oh, even okay. called them and said hey change this but you probably get some really odd requests and like things it like is, the like what's hanging behind you are those things that are just are for galleries and things or is that those, like well that that one's yours hanging up there still <laughs> the, the big cactus yeah, 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 one yeah, yeah 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 the blue the one. other one's an old one those are some cactus ones that just got the western got thing on the, on, over your right shoulder that western that's a cool that's the, the the, other blue, the one with the red i could see the red writing where it says yeah there yeah over this yeah that, that's a that's an old that's an older an older piece it, it has a tear in it okay. <laughs> actually so, sometimes the coffee gets too thick and it will make the the paper like oh. hard and it will crack actually so i'll probably do a little giveaway here to get rid that's of cool. that no, that's really that's real that that's awesome. So, what's what is your Instagram handle? It's W V Garin G U E R I N. I'll put it right there. Yeah, because it that's we, we've got a place up in up in West West Virginia where I I try to spend most time with, with all the dogs. <laughs> how do you can you how do you put five? I mean, nine dogs in a car. We we've got a big Ford Expedition, and so the the back area is is fenced in with one of those and they, they got their they, dog beds in there they just pile in it's only it's about two hours away the 
place. So it's not like we're driving all yeah. that, that far. We'll load them in, in the morning and then we get, it's five acres out there so they can. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we won't have to, I mean, to have this many dogs in the city and a couple of them are unfortunately at the, the oh, yeah. end of the end of the line, two of the shepherds are 12 plus. So yeah, that's, yeah, there's, that's, the yeah, that's a good age and they've gotten up. That's, well, it, that's it, we say any any time over 12 years for a big dog is mm -hmm. bonus is bonus time one mm -hmm. of them's 13 right now oh. um, he's laying down here by me right now, oh, but that's cool he just just turned 13 and we we thought he was gonna go like twice in the last year and he what's his name duke dude and yeah he's he's rallied are they a pack then do they become like a pack oh it's the pack yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i said if somebody had come to the door while we were doing this, you would be like, oh my, what is going on there? Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually shocked. You have nine dogs and you haven't heard it. There hasn't been a bark. There hasn't been a single. No, they got that. They got the smooth jazz is on in the front, in the front room okay. and the, and the drapes are, are, pulled, are pulled shut tight. That's so. what it is. That's the trick. Smooth jazz for dogs. Yes. The smooth, the, the, the watercolor station on XM that my wife loves. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, I, I know that one. Oh, now. So then should I put a link then to your, is a big cartel like to your, um, to your store too? Is that, can people I, check I think yeah the often. the instagram's probably the 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 best way to go okay. if you want to get, get in touch with me um, but also too like if they want to see if something's up for sale yeah go, yeah, to, go yeah. to instagram there's a link you have a link off your instagram yeah there's a link on there yeah wow. yeah the stuff's usually there's maybe two or three pieces that pop up you know once or twice a week okay um when i'm in west virginia because i have to drive to the post office there they'll usually be bigger drops of mm. stuff. So I don't have to make that many trips to the, cause it's about half an hour to get to the post office from, from there. Wow. So. That's nice. That's, that's like kind of off. Is it, it's, is it a place that you can go and get away from everything? Uh, yeah. The grocery store is half an hour away. Kind of, wow. kind so of thing. So it's, it's out there. It's wooded, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. With a, with a river, right right in front where it's right down the oh that's right nice. down the hill so wow. it's uh we're trying to get up there more more i'm i'm up there quite a bit cecilia still has a has a city job so yeah, she yeah. comes up up on the weekends but i'm i'm up there probably at 80 percent of the time now wow that's nice um, now i wanted to talk to you about so is it do you have a nostalgia for old monster movies i Cause you did like a Pete, what, what, what were those little, those, was, weren't they like, they were from old? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's, it's mainly just like the old forties, fifties. And it, and I don't know, it, it kind of all rolls into that. We, we grew up in the same time period. Mm -hmm. Star Wars was huge mm -hmm. for us, especially as kids. Yeah. yeah it's still yeah. getting Star Wars toys and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Oh, um, yeah. That was my life. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, I mean, a big portion of it. We, I, I can remember making, wanting to make little Star Wars, like watching the how they made Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, with like the zip lines and stuff like that. And uh -huh. I can like hitting, hitting making, it with like, a with a wrench and making that. that yeah, yeah, all the I can remember like making little fishing line zip lines, 
with an X-wing fighter oh, yeah, into, the, like, yeah. into a little swamp, and we let it go down the line, and we're like, we need to make a movie yeah, <laughs> with our I toys think... and stuff like that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I think it all stems kind of from that. Okay. And then going back, marketing with with like the old cowboy movies and the kind con- like Howdy Doody was on literally everything. Yeah, from bread to God knows what. That's uh, true. You know back in the day so i just like all that all that kind of stuff and the the monster movies were definitely in that and those are good those are like you you know you, you kind of you I, I think in your head you don't think you're as, as good at, at at drawing as you like it's those the images are beautiful like and i'll, I'll put links below is it okay if i in the montage if i put some Oh, photos yeah. of all your stuff yeah yeah so there's some real because there's like, i think those are really neat and interesting and but i don't know if they if if those were those for a gallery that you did or were they for no those are just for uh, just i i mean i just go through uh, like phases yeah if something's like interesting me probably like you, you you'll just be like okay like i said yeah. i got into vintage axes <laughs> yeah no it's hard to yeah it's... And, and then i'm just like uh, for like three months that's you know you'll just be watching videos or ordering books on like lumberjacks and stuff like that from yeah, back right. in the day yeah. and everything and and then you'll just kind of go on to your next yeah i got doing that i got into really into ceramics and watching people build like yeah like it's like i think there was because there was uh and pottery i liked i was watching people make pottery and uh-huh. oh yeah there's, there's so many and i think it was because it was a british pottery show that i got into okay it was a con it was a contest i don't love contest shows that much but the, have you watched so there was i love i love the british tv mm-hmm. I don't, it's very I love, soothing no, I, I love british tv like so I, much yes when i was painting on pbs on saturday nights they they would have like chef the the old british show chef um oh yeah are you being served like it was a whole brit like it would it was a whole british evening of like their 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 sitcoms Mm -hmm. and i would every saturday i'd be like i'm gonna be painting and watching the british shows yeah but there's one there's a portrait painter one oh there is yeah and it's it's a competition show and they have like legit like i've got a professional portrait it's crazy and then they 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 paint the celebrities there was another one i was watching because there's there's one that I, there was the um the something to the workshop or the the repair shop have you seen the repair shop no uh-uh. that's on netflix and it's like uh it's it's got like it's the people bring in stuff and then they have like a repair they have it's it's these little cottages that they oh, have they these do. workstations and then they'll work on like a clock there's a guy who's really good at intricate clocks okay. and there's a guy who's really good at like leather or, or a woman that really is good at upholstery and then there's a guy and so they come in or there's a guy that could do like welding and or blacksmithing and so they'll so they can just it's a people come in with like an old doll or an old like okay car. that's on netflix that. it's on netflix the repair shop yeah. the, there was one i found on amazon and it was a british one and it was someone would bring in a painting by like that they thought was like a renoir and it, it was like an auction house guy and they would try to figure out if it really was oh wow that's and they neat. would, you know, x-ray it and search the history of it and try to track the provenance of it and everything. Oh, that's great. To figure out if it was really what these people were claiming it was. 
Um, Did it ever turn out to be in the original? I, I think a couple of, I forgot which one. That, there was one and they were, I think it was a, kind of was like a Monet or something. And the Monet people would not authenticate it. Oh, really? And these guys were like legit people and they'd done all their research and stuff. And, and it was like, a, it turned out to be like a whole political thing with like the uh, people that were like on this board of the, that were doing the, I forgot what they call the catalog when they make the, the definitive catalog. I forgot what they call it. Yeah. But yeah. So do I, yeah. Oh, that's, it's, that's so interesting. <laughs> it was, yeah. The, the British do it excellent job at those just mundane boring yeah. things turning them into uh -huh. with the music and their accents you're just oh, like yeah. I, I will oh. sit here for hours and watch yeah, <laughs> yeah well they because they have they have the they have the, the pottery it's like a pottery challenge and it's done in uh i forget where it is but the, the, it's be the beautiful old it's a place where they used to make pottery i think they still do but it's like the place they would make it like 200 years ago and so they have these people do these competitions and and you know of course they get into like their lives and stuff but it's more i just think I, i'm fascinated by the process and what people can do within a, like i hate that they only have two hours to do something or it's probably fake they probably have longer but i i do yeah the british are just and i was into really into british music i always felt like they were even though we probably had trends that they maybe copied but i always felt like they, they did a better job at it was this there's something yeah there's something about britain i've have you been to to europe I have no, no, I've been to Germany before, um, not, not Britain, but I was like in college, probably that's when I was like in the, like the stone roses, yeah, yeah. So, all those blur and all uh -huh. those, those, the, like the me. British bands. Yeah. I used to get like, there was, um, empire. There was some like magazine that was like, that would have all the British bands, like their top okay. 50. And like, it was like our, their version of billboard, but it was always like, okay Stone roses it was blur it was always uh bands that were better and i like oasis and it was yeah it was a whole have you have you read the new uh jan warner book the no the the, the founder of rolling stone yeah, yeah, magazine yeah. i didn't know i haven't read his book he's got a biography out oh okay yeah it's it's just fascinating when you said that about the billboard uh british version because when i was like that's right they tried to do a, a british version of the rolling stone magazine um but it, it's fascinating like if, if you're a music guy i am yeah yeah okay um, I, 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 and, didn't write that down. I, didn't, I didn't know he had a book and I, I i can i can remember being in high school buying like the like the big we forget how big magazines were for yeah, rolling stone our I, was, generation. I, I was i subscribed to rolling stone yeah well he was talking about like the like the 10-year anniversary and like the 20-year anniversary with the big x's on the cover I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And he was, and he's like, it was 270 pages. I mean, can you remember some of the Rolling Stone yeah. magazines were huge? Thick, yes. And they were, and and I, like I said, I, I was a Arizona kid and I would get like surfing magazine. Mm -hmm. And I can remember like when ads were, some of those magazines were huge and all they were were just ads. Yeah, almost all, yeah. But and still, you it was fascinating. We to... devoured. We devoured them. We loved. I love. Oh I yeah, we cut them up and put them all over our walls. Yeah. And... Interesting how like newspapers and magazines they were so important to us. It was so. I love getting the newspaper. Do you still get the newspaper? I no, and I used I to know. when I was when I went to ASU when I started when I started college. Like I said, I was a horrible student, and I would go. I'd go to swim practice in the morning, and instead of going to class, I would go to the little deli 
across from the swimming pool and I would get like ho-hos and the New York Times and the Arizona Republic. And I would go to the library to the art section and I would just take art books out and go through, I'd read the newspaper and then just go through That's art great. books that I, I liked and not go to my psych 101 class or my bio 101. I love that. But, That's so funny. Have a great day. All right, Thank man. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah. Just great chat. Yeah, we need to get together and talk about books at some point. Yes, definitely. For sure. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a part two someday too. That would be cool. But also just to chat. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Take it easy. All right, man. All right, take care. All right.